0: Aspiring headliner QSC. Today we're welcoming non-binary singer-songwriter Cayenne Cruz onto the podcast. Hailing from South Africa, the proud queer singer-songwriter hit the ground running when their debut single "Love Me in the Dark" rose to the top of the South African charts, earning a prestigious nomination for Song of the Year at the South African Music Awards. We're here today to talk about brand new album Cayenne and new song "I Lay." Hey, so welcome on today. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing so good. So glad to be here with you chatting about life and music.
0: Yeah, well, um, that's the spirit. That's what we like to hear. Absolutely. So where are you, where am I speaking to you from today? Are you in LA?
1: I am based in LA, but I actually right now am in Sedona, Arizona. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I did a road trip. I was um, kind of Working a retreat, helping with sound and stuff. So drove out here about a week ago and I'm actually about to hit the road after this. But it's been so amazing just being in nature in the mountains. I'm not sure if you've heard anything about Sedona, but it's like um, just a really cool vortex of nature and the mountains and the energy is just really great. So I I enjoy the nature a lot and um you know la doesn't have as much of those things so it's
0: been nice doesn't everyone do hiking in la or is that just something that tv's led me to believe everyone goes on hikes at the weekend is that right Um,
1: they do but i think i mean california is beautiful i think there's a lot of cool um like nature spots and stuff in california as a whole but in la specifically the hikes are not that cool to me, I guess. I don't know. I'm from <laughs> South Africa originally, so I think yeah. I have high standards of like what, um, you know, is beautiful in nature. So
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's I was going to ask opinion. about that as well. So obviously you're from South Africa, as you said, and now you're in LA. So when did you make the move over and why did you decide to make that decision then?
1: <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. So yeah. Um, I think it was 2018. I met a couple producers who were originally from Zimbabwe, but, um, were living in LA and I met them in Cape Town at the time. And, um, we worked on a couple songs together and they were like, Oh, you should come to LA. There's a lot of opportunities, you know, the, the whole industry stuff. And I was like, okay, that sounds cool. Um, and so it took me like maybe over a year to get a visa. Eventually, I get my visa in 2019. I think it was 2019 um, October when I made my first trip out to L.A. I stayed for a couple months um, and then I went back to South Africa. And I was like, oh, it's cool. There's a lot of opportunities. Um, but, you know, like to move there, I'd have to really like figure some stuff out. Mm. Um, and then it was in December. I went to Miami for a trip. Um, And that trip ended up being like a couple months. And then I from Miami went back to L.A. for like a month. Um, And then COVID hits (laughs) and I was in L.A. with one suitcase and no family or friends, really. Um, And I came like it came to this decision of like, okay, the whole world is locked down. I'm in. Los Angeles right now, very far away from home. (laughs) Um, What do I do? Do I stay? Do I go back home? You know, just all the questions of like, how long is this going to last? You know, I had all these plans and ideas and, you know, projects I wanted to work on and all the people I pretty much needed were based in LA and I was just, you know, kind of conflicted. And so I just decided to stay. In LA and that's the story of how I moved to LA.
0: Okay well that is certainly an eventful story and I imagine it must have really had its ups and downs I mean exciting to be there but then kind of being stuck a little bit not knowing anyone so how did you adapt to that?
1: It was definitely a, a journey it had a lot of challenges um, I, I was 21 at the time I'd just turned 21 and so um, you know it was um a lot of layers and, like, my experience being away from home, like, that far away from home, like, across the world mm. for the first time. Um, also being away from all of my family, uh, you know, kind of coming into my own as an adult and, like, managing my own, you know, life and things and kind of being very independent, Um and also being very independent in my music. So it was, it was a huge learning experience for me. Um, I think, you know, I think that that is one of the biggest reasons why I'm able to hold my own now, um, you know, going through all of that yeah. and just like navigating the industry on my own. Um, and yeah, just like the whole experience <laughs> definitely was a wild. Um, I I imagine myself like making a movie or like a TV show out of it because it was so insane. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm actually really grateful for that whole experience because it just taught me so many things that you could never learn at like a school or like someone just telling you something. So yeah, I think it all happened for a reason then.
0: Yeah, well, it certainly sounds like it. So what do you miss about, you know, food from home in L.A.? I'm guessing they don't have uh, such a wide variety of whatever it is that you're into over there.
1: Oh, my goodness. Where do I start? I miss every single type of food from (laughs)
0: home. (laughs) Because L.A. is very – I know you can get everything there, but it's quite vegan. It's very healthy. Yeah, so what are you missing?
1: Uh, Yes, I mean, um, I grew up – like a quarter Indian, my grandfather was Indian um from India, and so we grew up eating a lot of Indian food, like curries and um you know, a lot of spicy, very flavorful yeah. food, <laughs> and so um definitely not available to me in the same flavors in l a um you know, there's kind of like Mexican food and stuff where it does have a lot of flavor and is very good, but it's not the same so. definitely miss home food all the time
0: yeah I do remember hearing from someone that curry is not so much of a thing in LA but in England we love it it's like everyone's favorite dish basically Uh, so it's really strange to hear that you can't get it so easily over there but are you planning on going back anytime soon to um South Africa
1: um yes I am planning a trip for January I think um I'm also trying to come out to London um, it's funny because before I moved to LA, I had, um, the company called Platoon, the distribution company. I was working with them for one of my songs, um, before I came out to LA. And I had this like maybe like a, a nudge to move to London. A lot of my South African friends have moved there. I know a lot of people there. I'd also be a lot closer to home <laughs> if I, if I lived there. Um, and so I actually want to make a trip out there probably after I go home, maybe on the way back to LA, stopping in London. Um, but that is something that has come up a lot for me recently. Um, you know, I love LA and just like the opportunities and like the people. Um, and at the same time, I think it's been like four, almost five years now that I've been in LA, and I'm kind of craving something else. I know LA was never meant to be super long term for me, so um, yeah, I always miss home and um, always looking for ways to be closer to home. And so, London might be might be the the in between pit stop.
0: Okay, we well, never know. <laughs> well, if you visit in September, um, January, so didn't you? I have to apologize in advance for the weather because it will be bad. But you know, just bring a coat, oh, you'll yes. be fine. oh yes i've heard all of my friends let me know about london with uh, every
1: time i speak to them
0: it's so grim but um yeah so let's let's talk about um your musical influences when you were growing up when you were a child what was it who were you into you know what was the first artist you can remember having a big impact on you
1: hmm growing up um I have only older siblings, so I'm the youngest of three by a very significant amount. My brother is sixteen years older than me, and my sister is six years older than me. Um, and so growing up, my dad he loved playing um like jazz instrumentals and um like old school eighties music, like Earth, Wind and Fire, Lionel Richie, Michael Jackson, and so that's what I grew up listening to from, you know, my very early stages of life um i loved michael jackson just all of the songs and the moves and like the the videos i would just like be staring at the tv or like sitting right next to the radio um and then as i got a bit older you know my brother and my sister would play like tupac and 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 eminem and like uh, j-lo and britney spears and you know, kind of that era of, of music. And that's what I grew up on uh, mostly because I never really had my own way to listen to music. I never had an iPod or, you know, one of those, um, Walkmans or like, you know, the stuff they had back in the day, I kind of just consumed things that were around me from my siblings and my parents playing stuff. So I actually didn't know that a lot of other music existed outside of what, um, My family would play around me. Mm. Um, and then when I got to, I want to say high school, when I first got my first phone and discovered like Apple music and like, um, all these other music sites where you could download music on. And that's kind of when I went down my own personal like journey of like finding music that I connected with. And it was always such like a wide range of music um i i never really had like a favorite genre of music i would just like gravitate towards certain songs from like all different types of artists um and yeah growing up i i had the guitar that was kind of like my my little thing that i had for myself i never played for anyone or like sang for anyone um i never considered myself to be a musician or like desire to even be a musician in any type of way i would just lock myself in my room when i was like pissed off with my family and like (laughs) play guitar and write songs about how they annoyed me (laughs) um and yeah it was kind of like this personal thing for me for most of my life growing up um until i got to um the end of high school and you know my parents were like putting pressure on me to decide what I wanted to do with my life. I also played a lot of sports. I was um, a big athlete growing up and played a lot of soccer and field hockey. And so I was like, well, maybe I could do that. You know, that seems like something I'm good at and I don't mind it. Um, And so I got a full ride for soccer to um, a local uni in South Africa and I, I tried that for about six months <laughs> and dropped out. Oh. Um, yeah, my parents weren't very happy about that. Okay. But simultaneously, as you know, I dropped out, of course, the universe aligned things perfectly without me even knowing. Um, but I had released my first song um, with a local DJ. His name was Sketchy Bongo, and um, that song was titled Love Me in the Dark. I'd written that song in um my flat in Durban, where I was at um uni and I wrote it on guitar, and like you know, I had no intention of really doing anything with it, um but my sister at the time we lived together, and she walks in and she's like, What's that song? Well, I've never heard that mm-hmm. before. And I was like, oh, that's just something I wrote. And she was like, no way, like sing it for me again right now. <laughs> and so I sing it and she's like, yep, that's it. We're going to go record this song. It's happening. I don't care what you say. <laughs> um, and so my sister was the one that pushed me into recording the song. The song um, then gets remixed into like this dance mix. And I guess the rest is history. The song kind of went crazy on radio was top five in south africa um so insane to me it felt like kind of overnight almost in that experience obviously since then it's been a lot of work and a lot of um time put into building um my career and you know honing my craft and everything but in in that moment you know coming from a small town where I had no intention of like being, you know, a, a singer in that sense. And to then hear my song that I wrote in my room playing on the radio and people are singing the lyrics. It was it was definitely insane.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is that something you ever get used to hearing your music on the radio?
1: I mean now it feels more somewhat more normal to me. Um, but I'm still like this is crazy, but I think definitely in that first, in that first um, wave of things kind of shifting and like things really clicking. That you know, people resonated with my music, and you know, they would sing the lyrics, and you know, like it just was so wild. Like people didn't even know like me, but they knew the song, which was so wild to see how like music can travel in that way and like reach people that. I personally would never reach so yeah it's been it's been a wild ride
0: well it certainly has especially if you're saying you know you sort of wrote it not even with anyone in mind ever hearing it going on to see what it did and then I saw Justin Bieber picked you to open for his tour to uh, what was it 90,000 people so that's insane please tell me about what it was like to get that call (laughs) yeah that
1: was definitely (laughs) insane Um, so I was sitting in the same apartment that I had and, um, I'm sitting there. I don't remember. I think it was my sister and I probably having some food or something was sitting on the couch and I get the call from, um, the producer who had mixed the song and he's like, you're never going to believe this. Um, the label just contacted us to open for Justin Bieber, like, I think it was like the next month or something. And I was like, like the Justin Bieber, like the, the one like baby, yeah. baby, like that one. And he was like, yes, that one. Um, and he was like, it's going to be at, um, you know, these are stadium shows. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> this is so insane. Um, I think prior to that, I had done like one small acoustic show for a couple people. <laughs> um and and never had performed prior to that like in school I never sang like I never did the talent shows I never was on stage you know sharing my music in that way I was always just known for playing sports and being good at that. and so it was huge it was such uh I don't even have the words but you know I remember sharing the information with the rest of my family and you know just like that unbelievable um like joy and um excitement that you know one of us from this small town was gonna suddenly be on this big stage sharing the stage with Justin Bieber which was just like you know it was out of a dream almost so
0: yeah that happened what was it actually like to go on the stage and you know leading up to that moment and when you were actually on the stage um so leading
1: up to it, I like honestly, I was terrified. I was like, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> am I gonna be able to do this? You know, um is this gonna like am I gonna freeze? Am I gonna like throw up on the stage? Like, you know, I was definitely terrified. I think I was like freshly eighteen at the time. Um and or seventeen. How old was I? Yeah, I was like 17 or 18. And um yeah, so I'm I'm backstage, things are getting very real. I'm like, okay, this is happening. You start hearing the crowd screaming. And you know, you if you've ever been to a stadium show, like hearing a whole stadium full of people screaming, it it's very intense, it's very loud, it's very visceral and real and you know it's a whole vortex that you step into and so I'm standing you know behind uh, backstage and I'm like okay this is real this is about to happen this is so insane um and then the music starts and you know I come out on the stage and just in sanity like people are screaming they are singing the lyrics you know for me I was like oh people are gonna have no idea who I am and it's gonna be like you know whatever and Like, I didn't expect people to know the song that I had just released. And for people to be, you know, as hyped up as they were, it was so magical. And it's like, as soon as I stepped on that stage, like, something else took over. And I just, like, handled it like a pro. And I was like, wait, this this is crazy. And, you know, before I went on, I told myself, like, Okay, this is how I know for sure if this is what I want to do, because obviously doing a stadium show like that is something that, you know, is the highest timeline. It's the highest goal as a musician or as a singer, as an artist to work your way up to that point. And for me, it was like, okay, if I if I do this and I enjoy this and I, you know, have fun on a level this big, then I know that I'm on the right track and that, you know, I need to keep making music and keep pushing for this. And yeah, getting off that stage, I was like, yep, confirmed. I'm doing the right thing. I'm in the right place. That feels good.
0: Wow. We certainly got... In at the deep end, that's for sure. I mean, wow, and I know you've done a lot since then as well, but um, let's talk about some more recent music. So, you recently released an alternative version to I Lay. So, tell me a bit about how this alternative version came about. You know, did you always imagine you'd like to hear it with a feature on it?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, that process was interesting. I Lay, um, so the the song as a whole has a very interesting story um but i was sitting in in la in my room at the time kind of just i had come off of like a dry spell of writing. i hadn't written anything in like maybe a couple months and you know kind of as that that like artist um, wave of like when you haven't made anything in a while, you start questioning yourself. You're like, am I even good? Can I even write a song? Am I ever going to write another good song ever again? (laughs) You know, the, 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 that like self-doubt. And um, so I was sitting at my desk at my laptop and I was like, you know what? Let me just, Do what I used to do back in the day and just like go on YouTube, find some YouTube beats and kind of just write something for fun just to get my muscles like flexing again and just get into my flow. And so I sit down, I'm going through like, you know, some stuff on YouTube, going through it. And then I land on this um, instrumental and it was the one um, that is On And like the first 10 seconds, I listened to it and I was like, hmm, I like this. This this is something I didn't expect to find on YouTube, but that's cool. So I pull it up to my Ableton and, you know, kind of lay melodies. I like to lay melodies first um, and was just kind of freestyling. And then maybe like 10 minutes into me freestyling, I was like, wait, I really like this. This feels like an actual song. And so I end up writing the whole thing and like doing all of the vocals, like exactly how you hear it mm-hmm. now. It's everything I recorded in my room. Oh, wow. Uh, and um, I was like, maybe it took me like maybe 30, 40 minutes to finish the whole thing. And I was like, well, I'm back, I guess. <laughs> and so.
0: <laughs> That's so quick.
1: I, I know. Uh, usually, uh, I mean, it's always different. It always depends on the environment. If I'm by myself, if I'm walking with someone else, if I'm in a studio, if I'm just in my room, it's always different. And I was like, that was fun. And then um I kind of sent the song to a couple of people and they were freaking out about it. And I was like, okay, yeah, I, I knew it was good. But now everyone that I send it to is really like confirming that it's good. So Obviously, I was like, okay, got to release the song. Fast forward, you know, we released the song and um, it just starts doing really well. And so I was like, hmm, like, I feel like a feature on this song would go really well. Like, I think I had no idea who it was going to be, but I think I had it in my mind. uh, I think after we had released it, that doing like a remix would be really cool with another feature and so i was kind of thinking about it i was like okay who do i want in this song who makes sense you know who's like kind of available and around in my circles and um i think it was like a month prior um a producer and a close friend of mine that i work with his name's josh and he um started working with xenia and i had heard of xenia before but um I'd never met her or anything, you know. I was kind of just heard of her from different circles and was a fan and just um, loved her stuff. And he was like, oh, I'm working with Xenia. Why don't we just send it to her? Like, I think she'll sound great on it. And I was like, wait, that seems like a genius move. So mm-hmm. I send her the song the next day. She sends it right back. And she's like, yeah, I did a verse on it. Let me know what you think. And I was like, damn, that was quick. Okay. So I, I pull up the song and I, I play it through my speakers. And immediately like she comes in with the first line. And I was like, Yep, this is it. Thank you so much. No edits required. We are releasing this. Um, and I sent it to um my distribution company that I work with as well, and like, you know, a few other people in my team and circle, and everyone was absolutely obsessed with it. And it just, you know, took the song um even further and just elevated it even more and so it just made perfect sense it was so easy like one of the most like easy collaborations I've done um and she's also just such a sweet human and um you know after the release we got to hang out a bit and kind of get to know each other which is um it's been great but yep that's how that's how that feature came about
0: oh, good well that's a bonus that she's so nice and you get on so well then as well um you said it's got an interesting story so I'm gonna have to hear what's the story behind this song Ilay. were you thinking about or going through when you wrote this
1: um yeah so the story um behind this song is um personally I was going through just a huge um transition I had just um ended a two-year relationship kind of stuck in this weird place and you know um had been making a lot of space in my life for, for new people and you know trying to connect with myself and um so yeah I sat down um to write the song and you know around the same few days I had just met someone that it's kind of like when you meet someone that as soon as you uh, walk into the same room as them, like the energy shifts and you're just like, whoa, what is that? Who are you? Yeah. I don't know you, but I feel like I know you already. Kind of that like cosmic feeling when you when you connect with someone that just feels like on your same wavelength and um, almost like a godsend. You're just like, wow, where did you come from? That's so insane. Um, and so that is kind of what inspired this song um, and fast forward I am now dating that person so it's even oh. more sweet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it ended well what a sweet story then.
1: Yes it ended um, in the best way it could ever end so I love the song even more for that reason.
0: You just released your new album Cayenne so tell me a bit about that.
1: So the album is out. It is titled Kayan. It is an amalgamation of my life, my experiences, um, my culture in a sense of being very mixed and growing up around a lot of different sounds and genres of music and people and languages and kind of just also in my own world and you know what my, my own personal experience has been like in in my mind almost I have mm-hmm. I'm, I'm someone that lives a lot in my head and um, I feel like this project really showcases all the things that go on in my in my mind and mm-hmm. in my life and um, yeah I'm very excited about this project being out because I think for the first time when someone asks me like you know what type of music do you make or like how would you describe yourself as an artist I would just send them this project and say, here, listen to this. This describes me as a whole. So um, I think that's my favorite part about this project being out and also just having new music to perform and, you know, doing more shows now and kind of getting on the road. Um, Yeah, I'm super excited.
0: Okay. And what's your personal favorite song on the new album? If you can pick, that's a bit of a mean question.
1: (laughs) I don't know if I could pick one, but I, I love Grip. I love Explore. Um, I love Seasons. I love Tell No One. I honestly love every single song on there. There's like, I know it's my music, but unbiasedly, I would say there are no skips. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. I love the confidence. No skips. Okay. No skips. Love that. Um. Okay. And do you have any more plans for maybe some music? Let's, looking to maybe next year are you focusing on anything in particular then um
1: i i have a, a few things up my sleeve you know i as i was telling you before my upbringing was kind of playing guitar and writing songs on guitar and so i have this desire to do an acoustic version um so we'll see how that plays out um that's kind of all i can say for right now but a lot more acoustic vibes to come i think i think it's something that i'm craving to do again kind of get back to my roots in that sense um but yeah
0: i like that keep keep it to yourself for now i like that it's creating intrigue um (laughs) that's great and (laughs) um i have one more final question so it's um i don't know if you ever watch hot ones you know where they eat the chicken wings on the show and they uh, ask them lots of questions. So I saw that recently where they yes. asked Cardi B. Um, he asked her something like, is there anything people don't know about you or you wish people asked you? And she said that she loves aliens and reading about the art of war. So very random there. So I wondered, do you have a topic that you're particularly interested in or you wish you got asked about or anything of that nature?
1: I mean, it's funny you speak of aliens because Sedona is like one of the biggest hotspots for ufos and i actually a couple days ago did a ufo tour which is something that they do here which is so wild (laughs) and i honestly don't care if people believe me or not but i saw at least like 10 ufos um and before that i had like maybe seen one or one that i thought i had seen but it was like so far in the distance you should like question yourself but there were so many that it was just, like, unbelievable. And, like, if you had to still not believe it, it would kind of be crazy. But it's also something that you have to see to believe. So, you know, whether people believe me or not, I went on a UFO tour and um, saw, like, at least 10 UFOs.
0: 10? I mean, that's a lot. What did they look like?
1: Kind of just, like, these. the way that they fly, um, it's just, like something that you've never seen before in the way that it flies and like the the way that the lights move on it it's like I don't even know how to describe it but it's like it floats but the way that it floats it kind of also floats with speed so it doesn't look like it's weightless but it just kind of looks like it has no sense of gravity it's I don't even know how to explain it but you look at it and you're like oh this is something that is not of this world like whether you believe in aliens or not like you look at that ufo and you're like that is something crazy like whatever that is it's it's not of this world
0: okay well i'm glad you saw so many as well on the one tour that's amazing what an experience and um yeah whether whether people believe you or not you saw you saw right exactly Exactly. okay <laughs> amazing I think that's a great note to end on I would <laughs> love to thank you again for joining us today it's been such a pleasure to talk to you and get to know about you and your music and you know your influences and your upbringing and everything so thank you so much
1: yeah thank you thank you for having me and for asking really cool questions I, I really enjoyed spending this time with you so yeah it's oh, been a pleasure.
0: You're so welcome. Best of luck with everything and your uh, your plans for next year. Maybe we can catch up again another time when you've got another project.
1: Absolutely. Maybe we'll see each other in London.
0: Yeah, in rainy London. I'll be there in January. I'll bring an umbrella for you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.